Hello. And welcome to. Oh, God. Oh, that was <laughs> disgusting. Ew, no one can see if they're not watching the YouTube video with the moment you cough. A chunk of my hair fell out of my ponytail. Oh, that's how disgusting I am that your, even your ponytail was like, let's get away from her. Yeah. Oh, dear God. <clears throat> oh, God. It was so phlegmy. After all that ranting about coronavirus, and now you're. I'm barking so your sorry. lungs at her. So listeners. So Hold on. Let me wet my whistle. Um, one oh. second, you guys. We're going to do a do over. Ready? Mm. All right. Hit it, girl. <laughs> Hello! And welcome to... To... Filthy! Nerds! there's two of us. And we're filthy. And we're kind of nerdy. And we're here. Yep. Yeah. Uh, God. Not, I mean, not present enough. Who's been meditating? Not me, not dear me. God. No, what mm. is meditating? Uh, by the way, why is meditating the hardest thing in the world for us? Because uh, we mean, you need did the, it? You did the 10-day retreat. I did. For those of you who don't know this about Jessica Michelle, she did a Vipassana. I did a 10-day silent meditation retreat. Where she was quiet for literally 10 days. Be 10 honest, days. Did you hum to yourself? Did you sing Not well? once. No, really? I was quiet. I for did 10 it. days. Yeah. I can't Here's the thing that. is no one can believe that I can be quiet. But my need to talk is based on, and I don't think this is unique to me, I don't think humans would feel like they needed to connect to other people if other people weren't around. Like, I don't think we value alone time enough, a lot of us. Like, it's, I don't sit in my room alone and go, I oh, God, I need someone to talk to. But gotcha. when someone's there and you realize they're there, there's an instinct to go, hey. It motivates you. Yeah, you're like, Got it. oh, a thing to connect to. It's just a natural instinct for you. Yeah, yeah, but if it's like we're all here, we're not. I don't know. It's but not. What's crazy about the vipassana is there was other people there. Absolutely, but I think that the Since knowing everyone that, else had the intention of being quiet. Yeah, and and knowing that it's like if I try to connect to someone, then I'm being an asshole to them. That's yeah. also why they say you shouldn't go with a friend. Oh, you and I would have. I mean, you and I can't even get through a writing class without. No, we have to separate ourselves, which yeah. I get, and and even separating ourselves, we still can't get through it. Yeah. No, I. I actually, if I'm being completely honest, every time I log into that class, I'm like, I cannot fucking believe I let anyone talk me into taking this class. I knew I wouldn't be able to do this class, and I paid for it, and I'm pissed. But hopefully, luckily, it, it wasn't handy. a fortune, and we got great notes out of it. Thank God. Yeah, no, it it's needed. But anyhow, oh, this that's we, not what this is. This about. is not. This is not what this is about. Um, We're uh, running our filthy mouths. Basically, the episode. This is this is our time to give the people what they want, which is a piece of our minds. Just us bitching about something. Um, But today we're not going to bitch. Actually, well, we might bitch a little bit, but um, we want to uh, emphasize the importance of Black Lives Matter, and we want to take a moment to kind of explain what that is because we feel that perhaps we may have some listeners or viewers, if you're viewing this, uh, who don't fully understand what have, the movement's about. Have the grasp of it. And obviously, uh, I think it goes without saying, we're not the voice of this movement. No question about that. We are merely allies and trying to, you know, share what we've learned that, uh, you know, maybe some people haven't learned. Yeah. Because our black brothers and sisters are in danger in American society. That's an, that's an ongoing thing. It's been a problem for Eternity, as far as America's concerned, eternity is a dumb word, but since, since the beginning of this country, yeah, for over you know over four hundred years, and um, right now, I think a lot of us are aware it's coming to a head in the in the news. There's a lot of protests and 
marches, marches, riots even. And, you know, we spoke about the protests a little in the last episode in regards to coronavirus. And, you know, we were like, these are important, but, and uh, we didn't focus in enough about why they're important. Um, I think maybe the the best thing that we could do is dissect the ter- the the phrase, term the, the phrase the Black, Black Lives, Lives Matter. Matter because I think a lot of people uh, are still misinterpreting misinterpreting it. it and on the side of all lives matter. A lot mm-hmm. of people see the term Black Lives Matter immediately. You know, uh, like if, what about our lives? Yeah, what about other lives exactly. And if you're not familiar with the movement and all you know is you know to to take this literally or God help whatever your fucking the lens you're getting from the internet because the internet is a goddamn or the lens you're getting from even worse the news on the TV yeah it's hard and you know if you're taking this at face value the term Black Lives Matter uh, it's easy to instinctually if you're not aware of Black history of what's going on and what is behind the movement and what it stands for it's easy to have the reaction that like well what about the rest of us yeah. Um, some people explain it, a good way to explain it is if you add the word to, T-O-O, Black Lives Matter too. Yeah, Black Lives Matter is more like, brand seems like a gross word to add to it, but it's sort of the catchphrase of the movement, not all-encompassing term of what everything means. Yeah. So that's a great way to put it. So when people say Black Lives Matter, uh, when people talk about Black Lives Matter, it is not meant to say no black, one else's lives matter. Yeah, it, only it's it's not only black lives. Yeah, matter. it's not black lives matter more. It's the it's like you said, black lives matter yeah. also. Yeah, and it's not taking away. It's it's not say like yeah, it's not saying nobody else's life matters. The best description I've seen to explain it, I I wish I could remember who shared this. I think it was in a tweet. Was that if you lived on a street with ten houses? Mm-hmm. And one house was on fire and the, the fire department, the fire shows, department up. shows up and They're the neighbors point. come out and everyone's like helping put this fire out. You're not going to walk out of your house and go, well, what about my house? Why aren't you guys, why are you spraying out my house too? Because your house is not in danger. Yeah. So yes, it can, it, I, I can wrap my head around the fact that if you are uh, only receiving things from the news, if you don't have any, you know, black people in your circle. Maybe you live in a town where you just don't come into contact with very many black people. I, I get how you can go, well, what, why not the rest of us? Yeah. Because right now, the rest of us, historically speaking, are, we're okay. Yeah. And that's not, that doesn't mean that nobody has a struggle. Even the term white privilege, people go like, White privilege, I grew up and I struggled. Yeah, no, I was poor too. I was very poor. I grew up and it took me a while to understand the concept of privilege. I struggled too. I wasn't popular at camp one summer. It was rough. See, Nicole is part of the problem. Uh, (laughs) No, but the the concept of white privilege is that you never left, you you haven't had to leave your house as a white person and worry that because of the color of your skin, Mm -hmm. you could end up dead. Our, the color of, as a white person, the color, and Jessica Michelle is a white person, the color of our skin hasn't made it harder for us in this world. Yes. That doesn't mean it hasn't been hard. That doesn't mean that you don't have a valid struggle. It doesn't, it means. You don't have the added layer of 
And also you have to overcome the color of your skin. You have to overcome what, how people will treat you because of the color of your yeah. skin. You know, and there's, there's also an argument within, you know, white people like I'm Jewish and a lot of Jews are like, well, people have discriminated against us. Yes. Historically speaking, Jews have been discriminated against, but we also have the faces that we have and the skin that we have. And the only way someone, unless you're like a Hasidic Jew, the only way someone would know that we're Jewish is if we tell them I can move through the day as a white person. Yeah. If there was a white supremacist, a neo-Nazi, if he saw me at face value, he would be like, oh, well, that's just a white woman. She's fine. I'm not going to fucking uh, murder me, murder me, lynch her. Jesus Christ. Um, but if he could tell, he probably would. If Jews, if you could tell by the color of a Jew's skin that they were Jewish, I assure you it would be as impossible to move through life as it is for a black person in our country. That's important. And that being said, it shouldn't take, if, especially if you're someone who's a Christian or aspires to or, or follows a religion where a key element is loving each other and, and doing the right thing. It shouldn't take, well, it could be me for you to, well, it's, it's not. And like, even if it couldn't be you, you should still have empathy for the fact that right now it is a group of people who is being uh, targeted by the police at alarming And rates. if you do not think they're being targeted by the police, if you want a perfect example, you can see so many videos of white people being arrested by police and resisting arrest and running away and the cops just chasing after them. I've seen hundreds of videos like this. You can go on Reddit. You can search, just search the term, white people running from police. Yeah. They're not getting shot. And then you can see all of the videos. And if you have not seen all of the videos, they're all over Instagram. They're all over the internet. They're all over Reddit of cops murdering black people. Murdering black for people. For the exact same thing a white man did in a previous video. Or less. Or less. Than they have, a, like, Dylan Roof, who shot a church full of people, was peacefully arrested. Yeah. There's absolutely- And George Floyd was murdered for a bad check? A, 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 uh, a fake $20 bill? A fake $20 bill? Like bill. I, I keep- No! Need, I, I'm there and you there, they do not deescalate the situation. Yeah. They're not trained properly. First of all, it's like, or they're completely ignoring their training. Like the fact that you can become a police officer with 21 hours of training and it takes like so much longer to do anything else. And these are the people responsible for protecting and serving the community. Yeah. I saw, I saw a, uh, a tweet yesterday where a woman said, it takes me four years of school to become a lawyer, to learn the law, but it takes a cop, what is it? Would you have- 21 hours? hours. 21 hours to enforce the law. That is insane. Yeah, they should be- How can you know the law after 21 hours and be given a gun and told, here you go, enforce the law? Because now you fully understand it. Yeah. That is impossible. If that's, if that's the case, if it takes 21 hours, then people should be able to be lawyers after 21 hours. Yeah, there's so Do many Do you want things. a lawyer who's studied for 21 hours? Do you want a doctor? Do you who's, want a surgeon who studied for 21 no, hours? No. It's just like, well, I have. 
I got a scalpel. So I guess what and it's like, I'm in here. I'm a, yeah. I'm in here for a routine checkup. Well, we should just cut you open because I have it in my repertoire. Yeah, I learned about it in, so, in hour four, you know? So, okay. So there's that police brutality. And also look up your numbers. There have been people coming to my post like, well, actually it's this. And I've had more than one person have to backtrack. I had a guy delete his post. Cause I was like, can you show your source? I don't. And let me be clear is that I don't trust mainstream media. Do what you want with that information. Watch what news you want to watch. But if you want to go, well, CNN's this or Fox is this. Like as mad as people get it at Trump about saying fake news, and I do too because he's trying to- uh, He's gaslighting. He's gaslighting, 100%. That being said, I, don't, I still don't trust mainstream media. They have an agenda and that agenda is ratings. Yeah. Like they- They're very They play to who their audience is. Absolutely. They're going to make not things- gonna show a video of people sitting on the ground peacefully protesting. They're going to show videos of people burning down a building. Absolutely. But do the research. And if you, and, and also keep in mind when you're looking up statistics, if you feel like you need to go, well, who's really getting arrested the most, who's really committing the most crimes. You need to keep in mind, a, there's way more white people in the country. When you look at those numbers, mm-hmm. you can't break them down number for number. You have to do it based on, uh, the information that, comparing percentages of people. So it's basically a sort of a, I guess, a per capita type of situation. But also that black people are wrongly convicted. So you're looking at these numbers and it's like, there are, there are white people who don't get convicted of the crimes. And there are black people who are falsely targeted. And I don't know, I'm not, I'm not finding the words because I'm getting worked up. Keep going. But the issue is, is there are, are statistics and numbers to back up this information. There is historical stuff, which I can almost guarantee if you went to a public school and probably private schools, but I'm speaking from public school specifically, unless you are in a majority black, black town, they leave out an insane amount of history. And when you start reading about the history of our country, black history in general, it's, I mean, that in itself is enough to piss you off that you're like, why you just decided to not bring up all of these extremely important figures in history class ever. My history class glossed over the civil war. Like it was like, Oh, we had a little tiff and then it ended. No big deal. Everyone's free. Under the bridge. Yeah. Like we took a, we took a field trip to Jefferson Davis's quote home who, and if you don't aren't familiar, Jefferson Davis was second in command of the Confederate Army, I'm sure that a lot of his statues have been pulled down recently, as they should be. Uh, and people were like, Here, here's where he lived. This was his celebrated home. Here uh, in the back is where the uh, employees live. And I'm like, employees? This is a plantation. These are slaves. Employees were slaves. None of this was okay. And also when people go like, it's heritage, not hate. And it's like, have you considered that maybe there is hate in your heritage? Yeah. Have you stopped for a second to go, hey, maybe if you go back, back far enough in your ancestry, you have some people that maybe have some fucking really ugly skeletons in their closet. And that sucks, but you got to acknowledge that if you want to move on from it. And also why are you waving, a, first of all, the Confederate flag shit, you're waving the flag. You're like, hey, look, remember these losers? Furthermore, I saw another thing. The Confederate flag is the same thing as a Nazi flag. And as far as heritage goes, you don't go to Germany and see statues of Hitler because it's part of their heritage. No, you, it is illegal to have a Nazi flag in Germany. 
You and there are Nazi flags. They are in museums where there's things explaining what happened and why it was so bad. bad. Why the flag is hateful. Yes, there is a place for these things. It's a way in a space where it's can be explained in an educational way so that history does not repeat itself. Yeah. Yes, we need to know what the Confederate flag looks like. Yes, we need to know what it stands for. But we do not need it flying high anywhere. We do not need statues of slave owners or anyone who contributed to the Confederacy. Nobody wants to see a statue of the person that killed their ancestors. When they're, no one wants to see a street named after a person who killed their ancestors. Yeah. I don't want to drive down Hitler Drive. Yeah, who oppressed their entire family for, you know what I mean? It's like, I mean, it's truly astounding. And if you're someone who just, and look, it's okay to have not realized how deep this goes. I dated a guy who had a Confederate flag on his wall in high school, and he wasn't even white. And in my defense, he had a big old ding dong. So it's like yeah, sometimes you, really, you, you just overlook some really yeah. terrible shit. Mm-hmm. But it was all, it was this, this mentality that a lot of people have. They associate Confederate flag with the South. And instead of going, here's why the South is wrong. They go, the South country music. There's a, a band called Alabama. And I think one of their albums used to have the Confederate flag on it. So they just go, no, it's cause I like country music. And, mm-hmm. and fine. You don't, you don't realize what you're doing. But once you learn the history, once you start talking about it, now that you're seeing how deep that goes and what that really signifies, sometimes you have to let go of something yeah. when you realize that it's, it's wrong. And also, this is not an agree-to-disagree conversation. There's no, well, you see things your way, I things my, see things my way, let's just go about our way. No. This is, you now know the truth about a situation, about a group of people who have faced horrible things in this country and still face horrible things. And if you're just like, well, you know, I don't necessarily agree with you. This isn't, these are the facts, fact. No one's lying to you. We're not making these things up. These are truths about our country, about a group of people. And it is now on you to take that information and open your fucking mind. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks having to be aware of what's going on. Oh, well, this is just really heavy. Well, imagine being a black person who's had to deal with this forever. Yeah, and it sucks being like, oh my God, I've been part of the problem? Yeah, no, that- I perpetuated this? And it, it, it does suck because our egos do all they can to ensure that we feel like we're doing the right thing and having to grapple with the fact that, oh my God, I have been part of the problem. I've been part of the problem. I've done fucked up shit that I, you know, oh, I've made- I'm sure jokes in the, like in the past, like ironically racist jokes or whatever, when I was younger thinking, oh, it's funny because it's like, how terrible would that be? Or like, what? Yeah, no, that's it. Uh, it's so hard to admit that you've, you've fucked up. That's and it's hard also, and it hurts. And it's also hard to want to go against a system that has only benefited you in your life. Yeah. The model of white privilege has only done well for you your entire life. And to get rid of that model sounds like a scary thing. It sounds like, well, if I get, you know, the benefits of my white privilege go away, then that puts me at a disadvantage. No, No. it does not. Taking away white privilege does not mean you still don't have 
privileges in life. Yeah, equality does not mean you get treated like shit. It means giving everyone else the same opportunities that you have had, that they have not had because of the color of their skin, that they have had, had to go over extra hurdles because of the color of their skin. An equal opportunity does not mean someone's going to choose, well, they're going to pick a black person instead of me. It's like, I mean, well, yeah, if the black person's better at doing their job, they fucking should. It does mean that now you don't have the advantage of showing up mediocre and still getting hired because your buddy is, you know, an executive. And also I want to go, I, I would like to say that I think multiple times both of us have gone, I'm not getting my wording right. I think it's important to also remember that it's okay to stumble on your way to trying to do the right thing. Just try. It's, it's, this is an uphill battle for a lot of people. This is going to take a lot of rewiring. It's going to take a lot of learning. It's going to take a lot of looking dumb or maybe not knowing exactly what to say. This is going to be a process for all of us and it's not going to happen overnight. And it's uncomfortable and you have to sit with that discomfort, which no one wants to do. Yeah. Imagine everyone hates it. Discomfort every day of your life. Yeah. Because that's what it is to be black in America. There was a video I saw of this uh, a security camera um, of a house um, captured a little boy playing basketball. It was in the suburbs, um, black. And uh, a police car drove by and he hid behind one of the cars in his driveway till the cop car went by and then started playing basketball again. In his own driveway? In his own driveway. A young boy. Imagine spending your childhood worried about that. That you're like, oh my God, a police officer, what if he kills me? Yeah. Let me hide. In my own driveway. From the people who we pay to protect us. Imagine, if you're a parent, imagine your child having that fear every day. If you're just a person who doesn't have kids. Imagine as a child that you had a fear. A white person. A white person. That you had that fear as a child. Imagine how much anxiety that would cause you. And what that does to you over time. Like when I was in school as a child, my biggest fear was that I wasn't that cool in school. If I had to deal with that fear within school and then go home with the fear of like, oh God, I'm not safe in my own neighborhood. In my own home. In my own driveway, in my own home. Imagine that. And how that fucks with you. And we don't have the mental health uh, care available to to withstand the amount of stress that puts on everyone. That's why our mental health care is such a failure. And also like, if you're going, this is all fucked up. I can't believe our, like the the thing about having white privilege and realizing all of this is going on is that you should also be mad that you, this system that you've paid into for education, for protection, has worked to make you feel like there's not a problem. They have duped you, you so that you don't have to worry yeah. about, oh, everything's okay, don't, like a fucking villain. No, 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 we're not doing anything bad. This is, we're yeah. treating everyone the same. It's yeah. not, we're not shooting black people. And you've gone, oh, of course, why would they? Of course they wouldn't, they're here to protect us. No, that you've been getting fucked and, and you've been getting fucked out of your history lessons. You've been getting fucked out of just knowing what's going on in society. You should be just as mad. And also, you're probably not as great as you think. If you're white in America, you started on third base. 
You started on third base in the race to be successful in the world. So every white person who's super successful in the world had to work not even close to as hard as someone who's black and successful in America. Yeah, congratulations. You had a huge head start. You had a, you're there. Yeah. There are, and like, factor in the 1%. You weren't just born on third base. You own all the bases. Well, yeah, especially if you're a wealthy, if you come from a wealthy family, because wealth is generational. And I mean, truly the economical gap, it's a whole different conversation about uh, how that's, that's the, the real, if you're going to do an us versus them, it should be like that small group of people who are keeping all the money to themselves mm-hmm. and then making everyone else feel like they have to be against each other. So we don't realize, mm-hmm. oh, wait, we are all getting fucked by the same people. But now that's just a whole, that's a whole, other. I don't want that to take away from what we're saying. You guys, it, it, it's, it's frustrating and it's hard and it's uncomfortable. And conversations like this have been going on for a long time. And now they're going, conversations like this have been going on for a long time, but not as pervasive as they are now. And there's so much access to information. I mean, do yourself a favor. Start, start with some audiobooks. Just start doing a little research. Also, if you have any questions, if you're like, who should I follow on Instagram? What books should I read? Where can I get more information? What websites are good? Just reach out to us. I mean, we aren't the absolute all-knowing people. But like, if, if we happen to know, uh, have seen a little bit more than you've seen, I'm happy to share what I know, what's helped me learn where I was fucked yeah. up. We're not going to get mad at you for not knowing. We're not going to hate you for not knowing. We're going to hate you for sitting at home and doing nothing and living in your ignorance. Just come to us. Like, if you don't know anyone who's black, if you happen to live in a part of the world where you don't have access to anyone who's struggling, if it's just a whole village of white people succeeding, that's, it's not your fault that you grew up in that world, but it is your fault to continue to live in a world of isolation. Where you don't acknowledge what's going on. Where you don't acknowledge what's going on. Just reach out to someone outside of your bubble. So, so, and by the way, this isn't a political agenda. This isn't a political issue. I had someone say to me the other day, finally, we agree on one political issue. This is not a political issue. This This is is a moral human This is human rights. This is humanity. This has nothing to do with left or right or whatever the fuck. This is about caring about others. Yeah. And the responsibility we have to each other. And also, if you're listening to this podcast on any platform, you're listening to a fucking podcast. So you don't have the excuse of like, I just don't know how to get information. You 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 have a fucking computer or a phone in your hand and that is information superhighway. Yeah. All right. This was a little heavy. It's fine. We're going to take a little water break and then we will transition into full Harry Potter. Potter time. We love you guys. Bye. Welcome back. Yes, we're here and it's all Harry Potter from here on out. We've hit episode 13. And it's Gryffindor versus Ravenclaw. This was a tough one for both of us, I think. Uh, As Ravenclaws, we want our team to desperately win, but we we also want Harry Potter to be Harry Potter. Yeah, so, you know, having to accept that we'll inevitably likely be defeated in this chapter was a thing we dealt with. Um, I think it's pretty pretty selfless of us. I Yeah, I don't want to... I think we're heroes. Yeah, I guess the word hero comes to mind. Yes. Um, Well, we left off, first of all, at the uh, end of last... Chapter 12. Last episode. Scabbers, MIA, culprit, Crookshanks. Yeah, there's blood, there's ginger hairs on the bed. we both think could potentially, maybe, perhaps be 
Ron's. I mean, yeah. he's a ginger. Yeah. Are we sure they're not pubes? This is a 13-year-old boy's bed is where you yeah. found the, yeah. the evidence? Oh, and all of the boys have little curtains around their bed where they can seal themselves in. Those are masturbation curtains. Yeah, those are me time yeah. curtains. They didn't get those curtains to block out light. Yeah. Okay. They got those curtains to block out peering, peeping eyes. Yeah, they blocked themselves from being seen as the sinners that they are. Yes. And they're all going to go blind. By the way, do you think wizards, when they whack off, they use magic? Like, do you think they're like... Like, instead of their hand, they, they, they like... Is that what that fake hand in Nocturne Alley was? <laughs> a jerk just, off hand. Absolutely. Yeah, you just put your dick in it. You yeah. know some kid would. Like, Dad, like, please. See, what I really want like. the hand. Come on, buy me the hand and this bottle of lube. This bottle of wizard whacking Do wizards lube. need lube? I don't know. Anyhow. So this uh, chapter 13 kicks off. Ron and Hermione are not speaking. Done. And like, it, seems it seems like they're never going to speak again. This was the straw that broke Ron's little bitch ginger back. Okay. Yeah. That's it. He's done. He's warned Hermione many times to get her goddamn cat away. And I think that's Take fair. your pussy away, Hermione. How do you feel as an animal person, uh, as a pet owner? Is Ron I mean, within his rights to be... Oh, I'd be fucking furious. Do you think Hermione's being a shitty pet owner? Yeah, for sure being a shitty pet owner. If she knows that her cat's aggressive towards other animals... She shouldn't just let it free roam. No, it should not be a free roaming cat. It should be a... a you can't cage a, a cat. You can keep it in the a, girl's dormitory? Also, you can cage a rat. Also, do wizards not have allergies? Like, you just have a cat yeah. in this, this common room full of so other many people? people? And also, I would say about... One out of ten, let's say, have cat allergies. I'm. I don't They're, buy the and call. Colin Creevy has to have allergies. Oh, I don't buy for a second. He's Neville Muggle-born too. Colin Neville might as well be an inhaler. I mean, the guy is as weak and feeble. I really love shitting on Neville. Poor Neville. Uh, when anyhow. will it be Neville's day? Well, Neville. Later in this chapter, Neville really fucking shits the bed. Anyhow, um, so. Ron's not talking to Hermione. Harry, you know, is trying to make peace for a little bit. Ultimately, Harry's not talking to Hermione either. And everybody's everybody's making fun of him because uh, everyone's making fun of Ron because he's really upset about his stupid rat. His rat sucked. Like, he openly was like, this rat doesn't even do anything. Yeah. And his brothers are making fun of him, the twins. Um, And so there's that. Also on the horizon is the Quidditch match versus Ravenclaw. Big game. So everybody's a buzz. This is going to be the first time we see the Firebolt in action. I'm so ex- This is so exciting for me because I just, my first big exciting moment in Harry Potter was when he flew for the first time. So now I'm just like, what is he going to be capable of on this super dude? By the way, don't you feel like using the Firebolt is for sure cheating? No, it's not cheating to have better equipment. That would be like, like, but that's like being on steroids. No, it's not. It's like having sharpened skates at a hockey game. You don't get, you're not, that's not cheating. I agree with that analogy. It's fair. I do feel like it's a little bit of cheating, but whatever. I mean, I mean, it's just, again, then rich people are always at an advantage. Absolutely. That's the reason, like, you look at a sport like NASCAR that has been, you know, traditionally white, and it's like, well, traditionally, because of the socioeconomic uh, conditions of our country, they can afford race cars. The nicer car you have, the better you are racing. And it's like, 
that's just a rich person's fact of life. It's a fucking big dick contest, really. By the way, this really corresponds to our rant in the beginning of the chapter, in the beginning of the episode. So if you want to hear our hot take and us ranting, um, go check it out. Uh, They probably already have. That's how... Time works. Hopefully you didn't skip But if you skipped it. it. Go back and listen to it. Okay. So Harry's headed for an awesome practice and he sees that a huge black dog again and gets super nervous. The Grim. Now practice. Everything's over. Now it's officially the day of the match. They had an amazing practice. Everything's fine. By the way, Harry on on the new Firebolt rushes it. He can turn. I mean, he could always turn on a dime, but now it's like he can rock it into the I mean it's it's I mean he's grabbing the snitch in like seconds. Yeah. Like it's like, he's snatching a snitch. He's a snitch snatcher. Snitchity snatch snatch. Snatch that snitch. Get my snatch. I'm horny. Shush your snatch. Um well she's loose lips. Um Sack your eat snatch. the ship. Um <laughs> anyhow, so it's the day of the match. Everybody's fucking pumped. And Harry gets there and he notices the seeker her Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw is a fine ass bitch. She's hot. It's Cho Chang, only Cho girl Chang. on the team, and she is a spicy. By the way, why does the name Cho Chang feel a little? Oh, there are several articles about how racist that name is. First okay. of all, I mean the problematic situation behind the name Cho Chang. Here's what I'm interested to see because I haven't read the book in so long. This is a very shoddy defense, and I'm not defending it. Because it is like she just took a Korean last name and a Chinese last name and mashed them into like, here's an Asian girl's last name. But I don't know if in the book she ever actually described her as Asian. Oh, well, let's read on. But I mean. But also. Why yeah, could, no, it seems very careless and like a why, white person. Why who, could it, you could have called her Cho. I mean, you might as well have you called, called her Ching her, Chong. It's yeah. a terrible name. For, absolutely and there are se- and the oh the asian community by i don't i'm not speaking on behalf of them or anything by any means but i've seen several blogs and commentary that like there are a lot of upset people like that about that and i mean kind of rightfully so yeah, it's also, a shitty you, name she could have just had the last name chang and you could have been like aaron chang you could have given her any name or you could have looked up a real asian name like I mean, a first and last name. Or at least, like, cover your stupid tracks by being like, no, there was a famous wizard named Cho. She's named she's, Yeah, that. she didn't even but cover like, it up like that. It's, I, it's, it's shitty. It's shitty. And if you don't think it's shitty, whatever. Um, but anyway, so he sees Cho Chang. I was, and, it's funny because I, I just want to say I was wondering what you were going to say about yeah. the name Cho Chang. By the way, when you were reading and you said Cho Chang, I was like, JK. Like... Come on. A little bit of effort. Just try. Just a smidge. She cannot, first of all, can't even find the right adjectives to describe anyone. Used one in the last uh, episode. I can't even remember. Described a girl as pretty. Oh, the waitress um, in, in Hogsmeade. The bartender at Three Broomsticks. Yeah. She was pretty. That's the only person in all of these books that she has described in a pleasing way. Until and now, Cho Chang. She, yeah, she's describing her as pretty, and then she's calling her Cho Chang. What? I mean, she could have said, she could have described her really I'm trying, to, I'm, <laughs> trying, I'm trying to imagine, yeah. She's like, and, and Cho Chang was there. You could barely see her eyes. Like yeah, that. no, Harry had to squint to find this bitch. But I mean, like, there are so many terrible things. And there things. they were, both squinting. I'm honestly shocked that she didn't at this point. But um, anywho, 
Onward we go. Um, so it's a great day. Clear weather. Lee Jordan, the commentator. God, I love this guy. I also, it's like, fucking, I want that job as a student. Like, fuck yeah. being on the Quidditch team. Yeah. You can get- just run your mouth and be excited about stuff. And he has a magic microphone. So this is going all over the stadium. Yeah. Like, everyone can hear him. He is the announcer. Yeah. This is the greatest job for a student ever. Um, and of course, instead of covering the match, he just goes off on how great the firebolt is. He's talking about all the, you know, the features, the detail, the handle, the way it turns, the way, you know, everything, the incredible speed is, and McGonagall keeps fucking yelling at it. She's like, stop enough. He's like, what are you being paid by firebolt? And wouldn't that be funny if he was? That's just, what if he's the one who gave Harry the broom? (laughs) But the firebolt's like, we got to get it in there. We got to get it in there. We got to get to the kids Lee fast. Jordan, who can we give this to? Oh, you got to give it to Harry. He's the center of attention. All right, great. Uh, you'll do commentary. And he's just like, he's the middleman. It's all an underground marketing back. scheme. Oh my God, um, that'd be so funny. What if that is what ha- what's happening? Oh my God, what if Lee Jordan, like what if he's like the Instagram influencer of of hogs hogwarts i feel like he would be i feel like he's a personality yeah lee jordan has like homecoming king vibes you know what i mean oh valedictorian yeah um i don't know about valedictorian i don't know if he's like the top person in class but he's like the guy everyone i would say hermione hermione's valedictorian yeah i think lee Lee jordan Jordan is a few years older i think he's fred and george and also i feel like maybe like maybe um head of student council or something like yeah, that. Yeah, involved, popular. Yeah, very in the involved, sense popular. of everyone knows him, loves Everyone him. knows him and loves him. He can get a little annoying to people because he's a little much. Relatable. Mm-hmm. That was me in high school. Um, so anyways, he's doing his thing. It's hilarious. Um, match is going well. Harry's on his firebolt, crushing it. And Harry spots down below a hooded Dementor. By the way, not only does he spot them, he spots him on his way to grab the snitch. Yes. Because he's had a few almost encounters. Cho Chang, by the way, abandoned looking for the snitch and is just playing defense. Fine. Whatever. She, I think she really is aware that she's hot, too. And she's yeah. like, hmm. I don't need to work that hard. Harry. She's the one that actually goes, oh, no. And then there's Dementors. And there's a part of me that's like, was she genuinely scared? And he responded to her being scared? Or was she like... Oh no, Harry! You should be afraid. But I don't know. That's um, that's that's speculation. So yeah, he sees these three Dementors, and as he's riding up high to get the snitch, throws his wand behind him. Expecto Patronum. By the way, very excited to see this depicted in the movie. I want to see Harry just riding on the broom and just bust out a wand maneuver for the Dementors below, and then just proceeds back to kicking And he doesn't feel a thing, not a second of- No chills. The darkness, so he's thinking like- Doesn't hear voices. I just, I must've just nailed a a Patronus. Patronus. And he gets the snitch. Bam. Boom, win, motherfucking Double win, win. double win. Um, And then, you know, everybody's congratulating. Of course, dog pile. Lupin walks up to him and is like, yo. And Harry's like, oh, yo, I just fucking crushed that Patronus. And Lupin's like, mm. well, I mean, yeah, about that. He's like, I didn't even feel like there were Dementors. And he's like, well, that's... Because uh. there weren't. Um, because the Dementors were Malfoy, Crab, and Goyle. And fucking, I don't even remember his name, the captain of the, the Slytherin team was there, oh, too. was he there? Yeah. Oh. Because Malfoy had been on top of either Crab or Goyle's shoulders. Oh, yeah. They were, they, so they came stacked... Yeah. Person stacked on person, 
with a cloak on. They were dressed as Dementors. To fuck with Harry. Yeah. Also, like, who let, how did they get past every eye of, I don't. But I'm sorry, that should have been grounds for, I think, Nobody got a point deduction. Nobody got detention. There was was detentions. Oh, there were detentions? Detentions and 50 points deducted, which I don't think was enough. I don't remember that. Yeah, I think that's way more. At least 50 per person. per, Per person, you are terrorizing another human being. Yeah. That's not okay. Yeah, and not only that, it's like, I mean, I'm sure other people aren't crazy about Dementors. Then you see Dementors and you're like, is there something going on here that's, that explains why Dementors are here? So you're sending, you know, teachers into a frenzy. Do they, you know, is serious exactly. Black here? Like, By the way, I remember in book one, Harry and Ron, I think, got 50-point deductions each for something they did. What was that? Um, I don't know. Was it, was it book two when they smashed the car? I don't no, remember. I don't know. No, it was in book one because Hermione was mad at them. And then that's when Neville stood up to them. He's like, don't go out again. He's like, you'll just get more points taken away from us. Oh, yeah, because they got caught sneaking around the halls again. Yeah. So for sneaking around the halls, each of them got a 50-point deduction. And then four guys do something terrible, and it's a 50-point deduction for all of them. By the way, and then, and then and it's like, they're not just doing it to prank Harry. They're doing it to sabotage the Quidditch. Yes, and McGonagall should have come down way harder on them. But I'm shocked that she didn't. Anywho, so she's pissed off, comes down on them, not hard enough. Um, and then Harry heads back to the tower for a victory party, sees Hermione, tries talking to her. Uh, she's doing her homework, blah, blah, blah. Um, Ron, you know, is pissed that Harry's talking to her, so he starts making comments about scabbers. Uh, and Hermione runs off crying because she's super sensitive. And yeah, Hermione. And it's, I mean, yeah, she's also she, like a thirteen-year-old girl. I also, I'm sure she feels bad. Yeah, she didn't want her cat. I mean, that's an awkward place to be. Yeah. If your animal killed your friend's animal, or yeah. maybe killed your friend's animal, you'd be like. I mean, how does your friendship recover from that? Yeah. I mean, imagine be, if, if, be hard on her, but like... Imagine if one of your friend's dogs... Imagine if Buddy was missing, there was blood, and one of your friend's dog hairs were on your couch. I mean, if, if Moki ate Buddy, I would be really upset. I would leave town. I mean... Do the right thing, Hermione. Quit wizarding school. Quit, you're done. Leave town your forever. Your days are numbered. Go work at Azkaban. I'm going to have to live in the same area as that person. I mean, they're... They're practically roommates. They, I mean, everyone in that dorm. dorm so Harry's super fucking pissed. House. Harry's like, dude, just go easy on her, all right? Just lay off. Um, and Ron is like, no, I'm not. Because Ron is, you know, he's, he's that, that's the hill he's going to die on, all right? Is poor scabbers. Anywho, so that night, Ron goes to sleep and wakes up in the middle of the night fucking screaming. Wakes everybody up. Wakes everyone up. Ah! Because Sirius Black is standing over him with a knife. So he says. So he says. Here's the thing. Sirius Black slashes his curtains. He's standing over him with a knife. He screams. Everyone wakes up. Nobody saw Sirius Black. So it's just what Ron has been. And Ron's like, no, I saw him. He was there. Yeah. Where the fuck did Sirius Black go? You can't apparate into the school, which is just appearing. Mm Mm-hmm. How did he get out of there with no one noticing? That's fucking insane. You don't know. You know, but I don't know. I, you know. 
You're really good at pretending like you don't know. I'm so good. Every time you're like, oh, I wonder what's going to happen. I'm like, oh my God, does she really wonder what's going to happen? Sometimes I do. You guys, this girl deserves a fucking Oscar. Give um, me my Oscar. Um, anywho, so Screams McGonagall finally shows up. Because oh, the whole house is in a frenzy. When shit goes down, like, how are teachers not there faster? Sometimes? Yeah. Well, and like, here's the thing. They had been celebrating all night the win against Ravenclaw, mm-hmm. which went pretty late into the night, and McGonagall had already come. So I think if she hears commotion, to, that you know, again, yeah. she's like, "Come on, stop celebrating!" They think she thinks they're just up and, and being obnoxious. Yeah. yeah. So she shows up to be like, "Shut the up, fuck up!" And he says, "No, no, no, no." Sirius Black was here, and she's like, mm, "No, okay." So she goes to Sir Cadigan. The, you know, our, the, the keeper, our, our the, keeper of the door in place. And she's like, yo, did some guy come in here? And he's like, yeah, he, uh, there was a guy here and he had all the passwords written down on a piece of paper. Who called it? Who called it? You nailed I it. nailed it. Motherfucking Neville. Neville. And all of the passwords written down on a piece of paper and then he lost it because he's a dummy. I mean, like... And is, now, what are you, a boomer? Like, what are you, 90? Yeah, such a boomer move. Such a I boomer I mean, I move. get that he forgets stuff, but you do not understand the importance of passwords. Yeah, that's like writing your social security on a piece of paper and just handing it to somebody and being like, hey, steal my identity. Go ahead. Rack up credit. Send me to collections. Ruin my credit score. I'll never be able to buy a house. I cannot what? get you over just, the way you say ruin. How do I say it? Ruin. Ruin? Ruin? Yeah, R-U-I-N. It drives me crazy. I'm sorry. What, is that the Michigan accent? Ruin? 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 Yeah. And ruin my, ruin my, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's just some retarded? Oh. You're not supposed to say that. It's uh, ruined. <laughs> I'm re- I'm Ruined. Anywho, McGonagall's fucking pissed at Neville because (laughs) rightfully so, Neville's a real frickin' ding dong. I mean, (laughs) that's such a funny ding dong. Uh, Such a ding dong. I mean, he is. It's also really funny to call it a ding dong, and what he did was lose the way to get into the door, which Which is is ding dong -dong. the doorbell. Um, But I love how Sir Cadigan's like, yes, of course, I let somebody in. He, he had, had all the passwords. passwords. Well, it's like, that's your job. Yeah, that's your job. He's like, I've never seen the man before in my life, but come on in. Yeah, it's like a 40-year-old homeless looking man. Yeah. He seems like he belongs in this house with children. Unless like, he was able to morph into somebody else's face who'd been there, who he'd seen maybe. But he didn't but say Cadigan that. But then would say, it was him. It was Anyhow, so-and-so. Cadigan's a dum-dum, but even bigger, Neville. What a wanker. I mean, Cadigan would have let Ted Bundy run a yeah, rampage. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, anyways, so that's chapter 13. We'll be right back for chapter 14. All right. We're back. Chapter 14, Snape Scrudge. <laughs> We're really getting good at this. I mean. You guys, I think we got this podcasting thing nailed. What do you think? I think that we do. Spotify will take a billion dollars, please. <sighs> okay, so uh, Ron has a brush with death. And yes. he's popular in school because of it, and he is milking it for every single thing it's worth. He's got an identity. He's a victim. Finally, he's more popular than Harry Potter. He's getting so much attention. I'm, you know what? The, the fact that JK described it as he's finally more popular than Harry Potter. Has, Harry, has Ron been jealous of Harry this whole time? 
I don't think so. But I do think it's like when you're friends with a really famous person, you just get used to probably being like, oh, everyone's looking at my famous friend. And now it's yeah. like, oh, they're looking at me. Oh my God, I like this. Oh my God. He's getting a taste of celebrity. It's going to turn him into a fucking monster. Uh, I remember the one time I was on TV. Uh, I do too, because you bring it up every fucking day. Yes. Um, <laughs> and now I'm on a lot of unemployment. Um, but you could see her on our TV, on our YouTube channel. On our YouTube. On Go our YouTube it. and our IG. There's the link in the show notes. Uh, so Sir Cadigan gets fired because he fucked up. Um, the fat lady comes back. She, by the way, I love that they had just finished restoring her. What? Or in the was nick she of just time. like already restored and they benched her because they're like, we got a man in there. It's sexism. Yeah. Or was she like, well, they haven't mentioned anything. Might I'm just going to enjoy this here. vacation. Yeah. She's getting dicked down in the dungeon. She's getting dicked down, having a spa week. Um, uh, she's getting a makeover. She had a facelift, basically. I know. And, uh, uh and then Neville, uh, is now, uh, banned from having any passwords. Yeah, he has to wait outside of, of wait her. outside to be able to get in. Yeah, and uh, he gets a howler from his grandmother, who's super disappointed in him. You Howlers, I think, are hilarious. Family. Yeah, if you re- we remember those from la- the last book when Ron got one after taking the family car. I'm also really surprised that Neville hasn't been shamed just a little more by his family. I mean, his grandma has sent one before. He's the one who warned Ron. Oh, yeah. So yeah, this yeah. is not the first time. And Neville tried to hide it last time and it exploded. Yes. Um, we don't see that in the book. We just hear his recounting of it. But yeah, Neville done fucked up. But the fat lady, by the way, only came back under the caveat that she would have added security. So there are now uh, trolls. Oh, yeah. There's people guarding as well. Yeah, little... I guess they're not... Like, they're not... It, to me, it doesn't sound like it's the same kind of troll we saw in the dungeon. It's like like a mini security troll. Yeah. By the way, the the last time uh, there was a serious black spotting, they locked down the whole school and made everybody sleep in one area. This time, they do still do a lockdown, but they don't have let every they don't force everyone into one area. They're like everybody stay where you are. We're just gonna be. Why didn't they do that last time? Yeah, I don't well, know. I don't understand why they wouldn't clear out the Gryffindor house. Yeah. Like, like why wouldn't they move them somewhere to else the, to the great hall yeah. or like, Hey, Gryffindor, this isn't a secure place. Yeah. Have them. We go. never saw him leave the dorm. No, nobody knows what he happened never left. All so we know, he could still be in there. What if he has an invisibility cloak and he's just cloaking around? <gasps> Wait, no. What? Cause Harry has his invisibility. What cloak. if he's like, what if he, he did could have one too? That's true. I guess it's not the only invisibility cloak in the world. Yeah. And what he if he's was just friends hiding? <gasps> he was friends with Harry Potter's dad. And Harry Potter's a, dad, who had an invisibility cloak. Oh, my God. Oh, he's just sitting there invisible. Did you watch The Invisible Man? That movie that no, came out? Like, I, right no. Is it really creepy? Oh! I hated it. Uh, I'm going to have to watch it, because your, your repulsed face was worth it. Um, okay, so... Ron and Harry get a note from Hagrid being like, yo, guys, come down you need to come see me. Come, yes. So they go down to Hagrid. And Hagrid is like, you guys are being fucking dicks to Hermione. Yeah. Stop this shit. Yeah, Hagrid's basically really disappointed in how they're treating Hermione. Yeah. Hoes before rats. Yeah. Hoes before rats. Yeah, that's what it is. Uh, I mean, yeah, no, it's, I mean, I feel like. For also, for someone who loves animals, so much. Hagrid. Could have a little bit of sympathy about the rat. Yeah. 
But instead you're like, rats don't matter. Friends do. Yeah. I, I mean, is he discriminatory towards small animals? Maybe. I mean, he doesn't have a problem just sacking a bunch of ferrets for Buckbeak to sit there yeah. eating. And Buckbeak, <clears throat> who's still on trial, Hagrid lets them know that not only is Hermione really stressed out just because she has so much work, but she has actually been working on defending Buckbeak yeah. for the trial. The thing they all said they would do, but Ron and uh, Harry- Ron and Harry have not. He got a firebolt and they basically were like, nothing else matters. Deuces just turn into total firebolt riding douchebags. Just oh, and, classic and Hermione, sports guys. Hermione keeping her word, a woman of her word- Absolutely. Puts together a really great defense. And then they're like, oh shit, sorry Hagrid. Whoops-a-daisy. War dicks. He's understanding about that, but he's more concerned with, like, to fucking fix your friendship. So, they leave Hagrid, and then they find out there's an upcoming big trip to Hogsmeade for all yep. the students. They're in the, the Gryffindor common room. They see and Harry's like, oh, well, cool, I got the map. I'm gonna go. Hermione overhears it. Hermione them. overhears it, and is like, Harry, if you try to go to Hogsmeade, I'm gonna tell McGonagall. And he's like, fuck you, bitch. I'm going to fucking Hogsmeade. And she's like, I'm telling the fact that Sirius Black was literally in our midst and you're just all willy-nilly gonna go out? Like, what the fuck are you doing? I mean, it is kind of stupid. It is. But also, it's kind of, like, how many teachers go down to the Hogsmeade trip? Is it less safe for him to be in the Gryffindor common room alone? Like, who's gonna protect him, a first year? And also, if everyone knows that Harry's the fucking target, why don't they give Harry personal security? Truly. Why are they just watching the dorm? Ugh, I like, know. Like, watch Harry. Harry's bringing problems on everybody. Isolate Harry. Give him a fucking bodyguard. Give him a dungeon troll. Yeah, why doesn't he get one of those trolls? Anywho, so Harry's like, <clears throat> whatever, Hermione, you suck. And he's, he's going to go. So, comes time to go to Hogsmeade. Harry heads to the statue, the blind, the, what is it? Well, he first, by the way, when they leave, he makes a big deal of pretending he's going back to the dorm so that Hermione sees oh, that yeah. he's definitely Head not going to sneak dorm. out. <clears throat> going to the dorm. See you when you get back, Ron. Wink, wink. Yep. No, no one's falling for it, by the way. Yeah. So, he goes to the statue. <sighs> goes to the statue. Neville. Neville who can't go to Hogsmeade because he done fucked up. Yeah, he is And also there. can't go into the common room. I keep calling it a dorm, I just realized. I do can't too. Go into, it is a dorm. Can't go into the common room because he doesn't have the fucking password because he's no longer allowed to have them. So he bumps into Harry, which I, I get it, by the way. If yeah. I was in Neville's position, you're like, oh, someone else in my grade who can't go. Yeah. Thank God. You can't go. I can't go. Let's chill. And then Harry's like, uh... I gotta go to the library. And he's like, I'll go with you. He's like, I forgot that I had to go somewhere else. So here I go. Yeah, yeah. And then Harry's like, oh, he said, Harry's like, I have to work on my vampire paper. And then Neville's like, I do too. And then Harry's like, oh, you know what? I forgot. I finished it last night, which is so funny to me. I hope they have that scene in the book. Yeah, just that classic trope of like, okay, you're clear. He, they, read the room, Neville. Yeah, and Neville's like, oh, okay, well, maybe you can help me with mine then. And then, don't, 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 don't. Snape shows up. As they're standing by the statue. Snapey McSnaperstein. Such a, just such a Snape. Um, Harry lies to him, of course. And then he's he like, and, what are you guys doing out here? Always suspicious. And then he and Neville go off. Harry looks back and Snape is like examining the statue. Scary. Snape knows what's up. He's like, there's definitely he knows something, something going on. Okay. Mm. 
Um, and then, <coughs> excuse me. Harry manages to shake off Neville. It goes and goes to Hogsmeade. Has <laughs> which, like, did he like, leave Neville outside the dorm? Yeah, I think. Or the, did he? How did he get away? I can't. He's remember. like, oh, I just remembered. I left my vampire oh, vampire yeah. in the library. I'll go grab it. And meet you back yeah, up yeah. here. So Neville's waiting at that door by the uncomfortable, like uncomfortable as fuck by those trolls. Yeah, Harry will be back to let me in. So Neville's just outside. Why the- didn't Harry just let him in and head off? You I know? don't know. Anyhow, Harry's just a dick sometimes. So. Harry with an invisibility cloak gets to Hogsmeade, meets up with Ron, and is just walking around with Ron wearing his invisibility cloak the whole time, which sounds like it's going to be fun, but it's kind of anti It's kind of sucks. And then they run into Malfoy, Crabbe, and Goyle. Up at the Shrieking Shack, which is supposed to be the most haunted house in all of London. And Harry was like, let's go check it out. And then they run into these three, and Harry's like, oh, I mean, it's too good. And decides they're going to fuck with him. So Harry, in the invisibility cloak, scoops up a huge pile of mud and throws it on them yes and then it's it's like pandemonium everyone's like what happened where's it going and i mean this is just classic prankster even like robbery error like Mm -hmm. you do it once and you get out yeah hit it and quit it but harry's like i'm gonna keep Mm -hmm. fucking with them Mm -hmm. so he hits crab with a stick and like he's throwing more like gross shit on them and then in this tussle, Harry's robe, invisibility cloak, whatever you want to call gets it, yanked down, gets so yanked his down, his head, his head pops disordered. out. And then Malfoy just sees Harry <gasps> Potter's floating head and takes off running. Yeah. And Harry's like, fuck, I got to get back to the school before he does. So he beats feet. And, you know, Ron's like, I'll leave you back ass. there. So gets in the tunnel, gets back, decides gets the- to ditch his invisibility cloak inside the tunnel before he goes out. Yeah. Comes out of the tunnel. Guess who's there? Fucking Snape. Does, not, does Snape not have anything to do? I mean, I guess it's not like he has friends to hang out with. What, I mean, why is he policing this one thing? I, I, because, I mean, he's obviously got some sort of fucking hang up. He doesn't see him come out of the statue, but he sees him right after he's left yeah. it. Sweaty muddy and harry's like i've been here the whole time and he's like mm-hmm, sure 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 so Get takes him to his office and just starts fucking grilling him and starts talking shit about his dad and harry's like oh yeah well you want to know what i know the truth about you and my dad i know that my dad saved your life yeah because snape was it's basically like implying the apple doesn't fall from fall from the tree your father was like always a shit starter he was always fucking around yeah. i know that you're fucking around yeah. yeah and then like you said harry drops the information that dumbledore door, excuse me dumbledore had told him about how james saved severus's life and he's like so you should you know have a little respect and then snape goes oh did he tell you the whole story, he the whole story. yeah and i'm like at this point i'm like what's well, the story i, I was know. like oh no fuck well like, apparently what's the truth we don't know what the I don't know was. if I totally believe this, but there was a, someone, they were going to be playing a prank on Severus. Yeah, and Harry's dad either chickened out or realized it was about to go too far and he was going to get in trouble. Mm-hmm. These are Snape's words. And he pulled out and like saved Snape from whatever was about to happen. And in By Snape's way, how view- how bad of a prank was it that he was going to die? Yeah. Well, saved his life? Were they, what, what a horrible prank. Well, and it's like, in Severus's eyes, because he clearly always had a bad relationship with Harry's Potter, Harry Potter's dad, James, 
James just did it to save his own ass yeah. versus maybe him having a moment of clarity and going like, oh God, this is too far. So it's kind of like the truth is probably in this gray area. But also if a bunch of people, if, if Harry's dad was in a group of friends that were constantly picking on Snape and they had gone so far that he almost died and then Harry's dad had to save him, like a little bit of me is like, well, yeah, of course he has like a grudge. Yeah. I mean, don't take it out on a fucking kid. Grow yeah. up. His Gr- dad is dead. Grow up. Let it go. But like, I mean, I, I really, I, you know what though? I don't know if I fully believe that because I don't think Dumbledore would have pitched it to Harry like that. I mean, maybe Dumbledore doesn't know the full story. Maybe. Anyhow. Um, <clears throat> Snape is like, all right, enough of this bullshit. Empty out your pockets. And then the Marauder map comes out. Along with a bag from Zonko, which is where they had gone, the joke shop. But it's blank. Yeah. The Marauder's map, he had already wiped it. So it's blank. It's just a piece of parchment. Yeah. And uh, he's like, oh, what are these candies? And Harry's like, oh, Ron gave them to me last time. He went to Hogsmeade. And he's like, and what is this piece of paper? And then he's like, just an extra piece of parchment. You never know when you're going to need a piece of parchment. And he's like, oh, yeah, I bet there's something, some invisible ink written on it. Yeah, he's like, you just need this old, because it's an old piece of paper. Yeah. And so then Snape whips out his wand and he tries, you know, doing a bunch of different spells on it. Reveal yourself. And then does a few things. And then all of a sudden it just writing starts showing up on it, just talking shit to him. Yeah. Just like, we think you need to keep your big nose out of this, this, which I, I, that's one thing I want to talk to JK about. I would like to know, like, what's the deal with that? What, like, how did it know, but how did it know to talk shit to Snape? I mean, is it a really smart map? Were the makers aware of who Snape was? Were they, but like, I don't know. The whole thing, I, I, that map really is fucking awesome. Incredible. Um, so. Uh, and it's just basically like. Snape's getting really frustrated. And then out of freaking nowhere, Lupin appears. Not out of nowhere. Snape's Oh yeah, pissed. Snape's some, oh yeah, yeah, the fire thing. The fire. He goes to, he's like. I need to talk to someone. I need someone. There's def- this ha- definitely has dark magic. This- so, of course, he's going to call. I mean, who are you going to call? The dark arts teacher. But he summons him through, like, a conference system. Like, it's yeah, that fire. Like, it's a conference that's system. That's the Hogwarts, like, calling system. It's, like, like, the buzz, but it's just in a fireplace. Lupin, can you get in here? I need to Lupin, talk I'm to I'm going to need you in my office. Lupin comes through the, through fire. the fire. By the way, why is it that it's, like, through the fire, through the flu powder? Like, why is... Why are chimneys always like some mode of transportation? Chimneys are very magical. I think that we all know that. That is true. It's Santa's Santa's thing. Santa travels by flu powder. I think a lot of people don't talk about it. (laughs) The reindeer are myth. He just goes from chimney to chimney. Oh my god! What if flu powder is actually ground up reindeer horns? Why would they do that? I don't know. That's really sad. Anyway, so Lupin appears, and then uh, and then you know, Ron runs in as well. Yeah, and Ron's like, I gave him all that stuff. So Ron corroborates Harry's story. Lupin's yeah. there like, well, I guess that's it then. Yeah, well, because he, he asked Lupin about the map, and he's like, you know, I tried to reveal it, and it's just doing this. This is obviously very dark magic. And Lupin is like, dark magic? He's, he's like, a, that's, that's a joke thing. He obviously j- got it from a joke shop. Yeah, Zonko's, which he has a bag of stuff from Zonko. So it's like, there you go. That's enough for Lupin to be like, all right, we're going to get out of here. Yeah, so he leaves with the guys. Yeah, Harry's like, phew. And, and Lupin takes him out with, with Ron as well. So they all three leave. And Harry's like, oh, fuck, Lupin just saved the day. But Lupin's like, I'm taking this map. And I know it's the Marauder's map. I know it's fucking up. And also, why the, f- like, dummy, why did you do that? Why did you go into town? 
Yeah. Like, you like, know what the stakes are. Like, you're being a freaking idiot. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, by the way, I don't think we commented enough on Snape grilling into him was, like, how arrogant he is. Yeah. They're like, every... And I mean, I hate Snape, but he has a point that it's like, everyone is trying to protect you. And here you are. And you're just like, around fuck just all of you guys of being worried about me. Yeah. I'm going to go into town for a joke shop. Like, everybody's in danger if Harry's not accounted for. Yeah. And you're completely disregarding that everyone is so concerned about you. Yeah. And then they head back to the dorm. And they run into Hermione, who and is... Hermione is distraught. And she lets them know. Hagrid lost his case. And Buckbeak gonna die. He's gonna be executed. So. All right, we'll be right back. All right, chapter 15. The, the, quid- the, quidditch, the quidditch final. The final. Oh, our... It doesn't. Oh, there we go. You guys aren't on YouTube, but that was us responding to the camera suddenly getting blurry yeah. because it's so excited for the final. Uh, okay, so we left off the bad news about Hagrid losing um, his trial for Buckbeak. Devastating. Um, Hermione shows them the letter that he wrote, uh, which thanks her for her help. It's and, very sad. And now Ron and Hermione, Ron and Harry, feel awful, and they all make up. Yeah, so they're all. The, the trio is back together. And they're like, we need to work on the appeal for yeah. Buckbeak's trial. Yeah, there's going to be an appeal. That's what Hermione informs them. There's always an appeal. So they have to figure out a way to save Buckbeak. They, and then they run into Hagrid. Hagrid's fucking crying his face off. Sobbing like a bitch. Malfoy is somehow there conveniently to shit on Hagrid and make fun of him. Oh, God, I fucking can't stand him. And Hermione marches up to Malfoy. And slaps him in the face. Right across the face like a bitch. Like a bitch slap. Bitch on bitch. Like she's a bad bitch, but then he's a little bitch. And she hands him his fucking ass on his face. She asses his face. I don't know what that is. She asses his face. Anyway, so she slaps him. Everybody's fucking stunned. I mean. Stunned. Like, first of all, this is Hermione. The most well-behaved, best student. Wouldn't do anything bad ever slapping him by the way i feel like this also felt really good for her because he called her a muggle you mean a mud uh, blood a mud blood yeah so, so it's like this like is such a layer redemption for her to, yeah there's so much behind this slap it, this is the slap heard around the world yeah it's also like do people slap in the wizarding world is this a sensation that he has never experienced probably i highly doubt his dad's never slapped him. yeah no like, you're, this kid true. nobody ends up that dicky without having a dad that abuses yeah so anyhow I can't wait to fucking see that scene. People are shocked. Malfoy stomps off, excuse me, like the little fucking bitch that he is. Okay, and then Ron, Harry, and Hermione are like, oh, we have charms class. Let's walk to charms class. They get to charms class, but Hermione's gone? Gone. Like, all of a sudden just disappears. Like, she was right there with them. They were talking. They're at the door to charms class, and she's not there. And then they go, and she's not there. I don't know what the fuck's happening. They go back after charms class and find Hermione. In the Gryffindor common area, sleeping. And they're like, Hermione, what the fuck? You were with us. You missed charms class. And she freaks out. And she loses it. And she's like, oh my God, I have to go apologize to Professor Flitwick. Oh my God, what have I done? And And they had just done cheer charms, which is like getting high. Like they just learned how to put a cheering charm on. It's the catnip of the wizarding world. It seems like a charm that's the equivalent of smoking good pot, where you're like, man, it's just a real, like, that's like microdosing. Yeah, and she missed that, and she's you know runs off to apologize. Not only is she bummed out that she missed that, but she's like, you know, the Hermione, the perfectionist. Oh no, I missed one of my eight hundred classes that I'm taking this semester. 
So she's goes over to Flitwick to apologize. The guys are like, what in the fuck happened? Then that afternoon they have divination class. Yeah. And finally, Hermione, Hermione is just having a fucking She's day. like on one. She on snaps one. in she divination. She snaps, goes off on Trelawney. She's like, this is a lot of woo-woo bullshit, which I agree with. Yeah. Woo-woo bullshit and takes off. By the way, I love, I love that. Um, I love that. Um, uh, Lavender Brown. Poverty. Parvati. Parvati and um, Lavender are so, they're like her, her like star students. Yeah. She's like, they're fangirls for her. They are upset. This is like, these are the equivalent of like almost every woman I've met in LA, just basic astrology bitches. Uh-huh. Just like, everything, everything she them. says is word of God. Everything like, Trelawney thinks, says, does, these girls are like in awe. OMG. And then and Hermione her- fucking goes off on her. And these girls are probably devastated yeah i mean it's horrible. this is probably the worst day of their well, life because they had started uh the what are they crystal balls and of yeah. course fucking trelawney comes over and starts looking at harry's crystal ball oh it's it's getting nearer the and she's like the grim are you gonna bring up that day i mean it's she's equivalent of being like oh you're gonna bring up the grim again oh uh, yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. oh we did it uh, okay. gonna die. all right we're just gonna ride on shut the fuck up oh uh, yeah we know she storms out she's like i'm done she's well, done i mean so. Trelawney was like, you just have never had the the ability to see. Oh, that was great. And she's like, dude, fuck you. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck, fuck you. Fuck you. I'm out. Drops a dick, walks out. And then- And Lavender the, and Par- Parvati are like, oh, you said we would be losing one of our-, our- You were right. And Trelawney's like, mm-hmm, I know. I've always known. Just turn that whole ship around. That really fucking annoyed me. Anywho, Easter break's coming up. Lots of homework. Stress about the Quidditch match. Everybody's freaking out. This is a big game because not only do they have to win, they have to win by 50 points. That's fucking... So... To get the Quidditch Cup because that's how it works with all the rankings. Like, you know... So they need to acquire a certain amount of points before... And he has to do that before he... Harry has to do that before he captures the snitch. Like, if he captures the snitch and they're less than 50 points up, they win the game, but they don't get the cup. Yeah. So that's... So it's... There's a lot going on here. So Harry can't catch it, but can't let Malfoy catch it. Anywho, so the night before the match, Harry's looking out the window, you know, doing that thing that people seem to do where they're just pensively like, I'll look out among the outdoors. And he sees Crookshanks. But then he sees Crookshanks with a very big dog. Walking with a giant dog. Not what he had seen before. Just a giant dog. Like a big dog. And now the illustration in the book that we've been reading from looks like a Scottish deerhound. So Nicole's theory is that he sees Crookshanks with the Scottish deerhound. And I happen to know in Scottish lore, Scottish deerhounds are very good creatures. So I don't think this is an evil thing. I think Crookshanks is a good, a good cat. Because she's convinced it's walking with the Scottish deerhound. Yes. Okay. So um, Harry sees this. He tries to wake Ron. He's like, like, what the fuck? I need someone else to see what I'm seeing. But he's like, am I, is this, am I, are my eyes deceiving me? Am I seeing shit? Like how he had heard voices um, in the last book. Of yeah. The Secret of Chambers. No, he's like, am I seeing shit? Yeah. Am I the only one seeing this? So he tries, tries to wake up Ron. To corroborate, but then the, he turns back around, it's gone. So. So now it's game day. The school's fucking pumped. And the match starts and Slytherin is playing so dirty. dirty they're fouling they're, they're throwing people off their broom yeah they're literally like, trying to get people killed yeah they're body checking everybody in the most vicious way possible and it's like fucking 
by the way, red flag that you're well aware that your team is not equipped to be champions. If yeah. you have to start off cheating is like, why don't you admit you're not good enough? Yeah, ugly from the jump. This wasn't like later on in the game and, you know, they're in dire straits because the other team's winning. This is, it's 0-0 zero, zero and they're being fucking dickbags. Just shitheads. That's such, such a Slytherin move. Such a Slytherin move. Um, and Lee Jordan. Of course, losing his mind. Doing commentary, losing his mind, giving the, the most epic play-by-play ever. Very biased. Is, oh, yeah. What, is, what house is Lee Jordan? He's a Gryffindor. Okay. Obviously. And he's supposed to be non-biased, but you can clearly see that he's a Gryffindor yeah, he's in not trying commentary. to hide it. And he's like, what, what, what? I'm doing a great and, commentary. And McGonagall's trying to be like, be fair. A little fair. Um, so, again, the entire match hinges on Harry getting the snitch, but after. only after they've acquired 50 points. They have to be 50 points up. So now everybody's kind of playing this really intense, uh, Gryffindors are all playing this really intense offense and kind of defense at the same time because they don't want Malfoy to get the snitch. So Harry's like trying to kind of like trick Malfoy. Yeah, like he keeps pretending to die for it when yeah, it's not there. Yeah, and it's not there. But Malf- Malfoy's a fucking dummy. Like Malfoy he- sucks. How does Malfoy not know what he's doing? He knows that they need to acquire 50 points. So Harry's doing this running interference bit. Um, and then at some point they get all the points that they need. Yeah. Well, I, there was also like, there was one point where Harry goes, so they have all the points what they need. And there's one point where Harry's going for the snitch. He sees oh. it. And then he feels Mal- like his broom slow down and he looks back and Malfoy's holding on to his broom. Yeah. By the way, I thought when he was getting pulled back because they did, I didn't know he was getting pulled back. All of a sudden his broom just starts slowing down. I was like, Oh no, it was jinx. There's a spell on it and we missed it. No, it's her fucking dirty-ass Malfoy. I first of all, how is Malfoy even capable of that? Like, he's he, so dumb. Anywho. And also, also, it's like, so it's interesting because it seems like the penalties in Quidditch go a lot like soccer, that someone's been injured, so the other team gets to take a shot. Because yeah. in my mind, it's like, Malfoy should have to fucking sit out. Yeah. That's like a hockey penalty. Yeah, you're in the box. Yeah, but... You know, whatever. They get up by points. Anyhow, so long story short, at some point, Harry and Malfoy race for it. Malfoy, by the way, sees it first. He's way closer, but Harry's on a motherfucking fireball. And he puts it into fucking 100th gear. Boom. Catches Malfoy, scoots ahead, grabs a snitch at the last second. Bam. They win the fucking match. Everybody goes ape shit. Ape shit. Because is crying. Sobbing. Sobbing. This is... The greatest day of his entire fucking life. He has wanted this every year he's been on the team, and it's his last year. And they and, finally did. And he got it. This is his golden moment. He maybe just got a scholarship or some sort of, this is going to turn into him being offered a, a position on a team. Who knows? This is everything. Yeah, and he was, by the way, nailing it at a keeper. And I felt like uh, Lee Jordan was talking about how great of a keeper wood was. Yeah. And even though it has nothing to do with the plot, there is a part of me that's like, if I were to look at the whole, if you zoomed in on the fact that he's doing that, is there a scout for like a professional yeah. team next to him? And Lee's just like, what a keeper. Oh my God. God. What so an asset any team. He Somebody. Be Who's going pro? Yeah. Yeah. And it's just this big, we are the champions moment. Also like Ravenclaw and Hufflepuff, are pretty excited because yeah. everyone fucking hates Slytherin. But like Gryffindor, it's they haven't won the cup since Charlie Weasley, which is, you know, the second oldest Weasley. He hasn't been around for a few years. He's out chasing dragons, you know, full grown man. And this is this is huge for Harry. This yeah. is 
you know, since he got to Hogwarts, he's been doing Quidditch. It became a huge part of Who what he, is. he loves about being a wizard. Yeah. And he finally wins the Quidditch Cup. And at some point he's like, oh man, it's too bad a Dementor doesn't show up like right now because I would do a fucking killer Patronus. Because as we know, which has been explained, you have to think of your happiest moment. And this is officially it. And I mean, this is incredible. You're the hero of the game. Well, and it's like you have to wonder now that he has this, that this has topped all of his other happy moments. Mm -hmm. Is the joy from this going to give him what he needs to actually be able to defend himself against Dementors? Yeah. (sighs) I'm excited for Gryffindor. This is going to be crazy. Still creeped out about the... Crookshanks thing, but like we'll we'll see. We're doing a live I reading. I don't think Crookshanks is bad. Um, now that now that I've seen Crookshanks with the Scottish Deerhound, that you've made up is a Scottish Deerhound. Okay. Well, has it occurred to you that maybe the man drawing the books is Scottish, and that's the only dog he's ever seen? So he's like a dog. It's possible he's drawing what he knows, but <laughs> it's really. I have way too many theories, and all of them contradict each other. So one of them is going to be right. So right now, who are we feeling is, in, in your eyes, these are definitely good characters. This is not a bad character. Lupin's a good guy. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how I feel about Sirius Black yet. Anyone that you are convinced is definitely bad? Oh, fuck, I don't know. All right. Well, we got two episodes left till we finish this thing. So uh, we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.